Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. It's a good afternoon to both Adam and Paul. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. I was on a stag day yesterday, so I'm not 100% fit, but uh, I'll battle on. Paul? Yeah, good cheers, doing some skirting boards. MK Dons won at Wigan Athletic. One goal scored by Tom Naylor in the 58th minute to be equalised by Harry Darling in the 88th minute. For reflection of the game, one apiece, or do you think we should have just nicked it? Which is my personal view. We had a lot of control of the game from for what I perceived it as, and didn't seem like we were really under the cost. You know, like we had to hold on at Rotherham for that sort of like 20 minute spell when towards the end where we held on for the point. This game to me, seemed like very comfortable, really, and just been one of them where I'd have expected us to go and get a second and kill it off, but wasn't to be. Certainly we're, we're, we're happy with the point, aren't we? After speaking with MK1 podcast last week, I was expecting us to play peak Barcelona or Manchester City. Nothing of the sort, to be honest. In fact, I was very disappointed with MK Dons. They flattered to the in parts. I expected their midfield to be dominant, but it, but they weren't. Power and Naylor was superb. Great goal by Naylor. Deflected shot that he just pounces on, doesn't he? Right spot, right place, right time. He beat the defenders to the ball and also beat the, the Lionel's flag as well, which was great to see. A lot of like Lionel's would have had the flag up there, but he clearly on side by at least two millimetres. Let's give him some credit where, you know, for once, you know, the, the linesman there has made an excellent decision. It wasn't an easy decision because there was there were two Wigan players offside and Naylor was pretty much only onside until that last second, wasn't he? You know, and he, so it, you could say he's timed his run to perfection, can't you? But it was a very close decision and one of those that you could have seen it going the other way as it, as it often does. But yeah, credit, credit where credit's due. Once you've got the, I know it's not VAR as such, but you've got the luxury of the replays and whatnot. If both sets of supporters agree that the officials got it right, Nobody has any complaints, do they? I mean, everybody says, oh, it's tight. I thought it was offside. But if you're looking at the replay and you're going, yeah, I've got to give that to the linesman, fair play, then everybody kind of settles down and accepts it. Could have been putting us two up, actually, because in the first half, Stevie Humphreys took a fantastic ball, took it out wide and knocked a superb pass through the middle to an umber. Callum Lang stood between the two centre-backs. He was in 10 yards of space. And his first touch on White Lang Gate was really heavy. Otherwise, he'd have been through one-on-one with a keeper. And I've no doubt he, he would have scored there. It looked like uh, an Adam Pendleberry first touch, that. <laughs> yeah, touch... It was the touch of a baby elephant, wasn't it, for that for that moment? But generally speaking, this season, you know, he, his touch has been excellent. Just got away from him, didn't it? And it happens, doesn't it? And while uh, we're talking about Lang, he picked up his tenth booking, so he's going to be out for the next two games, which is Crew and Morecambe. Morecambe was the cut-off game as well. He'd have, it would have been fifteen after that, so he could have been lashing out at referees and whatever after that. It wouldn't have mattered. It was a bit. I thought it was a bit of a soft booking as well. One thing I noticed with MK Dons yesterday, they were making the most of, of the free kicks they were winning. I'm saying that they were drawing free kicks and. And for a player of the experience of Lewington to go down like he did do, they're trying to get inside players' heads. And I mean, they're going to know Lang's on nine bookings, aren't they? And so they're setting out to get him booked. That's exactly what he did. It was a soft free kick and it was never a booking. Although you, you're praising the, the officials, I've got to pull Bobby Madley up there. I didn't think that was a booking. I, I praised the official, not, not Bobby Madley. I praised the linesman. Or referee's assistant, I should say. Oh, there's some, some really good performances yesterday. 
Watmore and Curl looked very good at the back yesterday, and Tilt as well. I mean, uh, Tilt Tilt uh, played well, but Watmore and Curl in particular. Mid, the midfield duo I've already mentioned, Power and Naylor was superb, and at right wing back, I think we called this last week, didn't we? Gavin Massa coming in, we, we suspected he would do. And he did. What a game he had yesterday. They had a lot of the ball and he used it well. But I, I think for me, what with Massey this season, what I've seen in him is that he's always been decent defensively. But I think his defensive side arguably now has gone better than his attacking side. He's almost like he's becoming a fullback, really, or certainly a wingback rather than a winger. It remains to be seen. I, I suspect next week he might move further forwards potentially. Because I think it'd be harsh to drop him, wouldn't it? And, and obviously there's a gap there, isn't there, where Lange, because McLean's not back, is he, next week? He's got another game out. It's classic Gavin Massey, isn't it? Give him a decent run of games and he gets better and better. And then at some point after that, his hamstring pops. Then he has a bit of time off. The stats for yesterday, we had 41% possession with six shots with one on target. MK Don's had five with two on target. Fouls, they committed 11, we committed 15. There were three yellows for the Latics, Lang, Massey and Tilt. MK Dons picked two up. Josh McEachern picked one up for a really cynical trip on Max Power going through, who was absolutely livid, <laughs> livid with him. I thought he was going to plant him, to be honest. Uh, the attendance was 11,193, with 2,000 travelling down from Wigan. Good point on reflection. Absolutely terrible result for MK Dons. They've got eight games left with three games in hand on them. If you want to catch anybody, they're looking at Rotherham now, especially with Rotherham's fixtures. Personally, that's nailed us on for automatic promotion. I'm going to say it now. I think we've been nailed on for a bit longer, but I wouldn't pin it on that game yesterday. I think what that does is that makes it very, very difficult for them because... What you've got to remember is they've got to be winning games when we're losing or we're dropping points. And actually, that's another game ticked off where we both drop points. If you look below them, you've got Oxford on 68 with only three games around and we're on 73. So they're not going to catch us. And I think psychologically, we did MK on yesterday. When that final yeah. whistle went, you could see the reaction of the players. Three groups, haven't you? You've got us and Rotherham, MK Don's on their own. And then from Oxford all the way down to maybe Portsmouth, if you discount Ipswich because the number of games they've played, it basically it's three from seven for the playoffs. We haven't really lost form as such, have we? We've had the odd game where we've not played that well, but we, we've not had a... Can't recall us really putting... Certainly we haven't put three bad games together, maybe two less than good performances. But generally speaking, if we've had a bad performance, we've come back the following week and usually we've come back, you know, we've only lost one of our last seven, you know, and that's including away trips to Wickham, Rotherham and MK Dons. Well, I mean, you look at away trip to MK Dons, assuming that you were, that you consider away trips harder than home trips, that's the second hardest tie in the division. Our form is two defeats in the last 21 league games and then two defeats were spaced out between October and February. If we've been on a bad run, can we have these bad runs every season? Because there's not a bad run in there, is yeah. there? You know, I think our bad run's been a, a draw and a defeat. Yeah, I think we I think we went three games without a win, didn't we, at one yeah, point? You, but I think there were got, two draws in that, though, weren't there? Yeah. yeah, you've got away to Cheltenham, home to Oxford, and then lost away to Sheffield Wednesday. And that's our worst run of the season. And the, and the two of them matches were top. In fact, they were all... Uh, oh, no, Cheltenham away, obviously, were a lot close. But the other two were both top six sides, weren't they? So, yeah, and Oxford were top at form guard as well when we played them. I think it was Rotherham, you could say... You know, they've got injuries as well and they've got a tough run. They, they could collapse, possibly, 
Possibly, because they're, they're, they're in a position at the moment. They've also got Wembley on the mind. You never know. I think you're right. I think we're, we're the solid option now. I think we've gone back as favourites to win the league as well now. Man of the match from yesterday is voted for by Progress with Unity podcast listeners, both on Facebook and Twitter, was Latics number 11, Gavin Masse. So well done to Masse. He put in a great performance yesterday. Thoroughly deserved. But I mean, did Chris Duffy get? Chris Duffy got one, Adam. We know who that was from as well, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Naylor again came in runner-up. He's had some votes this season, Tom Naylor. A superb season. What a signing he's been. During the week, season ticket prices have been announced and there's there's been one or two murmurings about it. But the thing is, we all knew that they were going up. And if you can get in early, you get your discounts, plus you get your belief fund discounts if you're a member of that as well. So they actually work out roughly around the same price as, as last season tickets. So it's not too bad at all. You throw a cup game in as well, though, and you get a cup game. Did they say there might be more than one game this year where they, you can bring a couple of friends, or is it just one game? Just one. I think the, the actual wording was see Sunderland. Weren't it? That's just two tickets see Sunderland. So that, <laughs> that was the example. They yeah. Were yeah, but I mean, it, it worked last time, didn't it? And I think I did see some comments saying that a couple of people attended that game and even though it wasn't a good, they must have enjoyed the atmosphere of it and they're buying season tickets now. So I think it's a good initiative by the club. I think the cup game, you know, is a good initiative by the club. Obviously, the discount for the Bleed Fund, you know, I think credit then for the ones who've bought into that initiative. So, you know, I think it's fair enough, really. You know, things go up, don't they? You know, if you're looking at the percentage to season tickets versus the percentage that fuel's gone up in two weeks, <laughs> you know, I, bet, I bet fuel's gone up a lot more. You know, and Wigan's got overheads, you know, yeah. so... Well, it's the first rise in three seasons, this. And they've gone up around about 40 quid, haven't they, I think. You've got to compare it to other teams around you, haven't you? We're going to be one of the better values in the Championship. Mal Brannigan said, season yeah. tickets are, are sticking this year, but they will go up next season. So there was never a surprise in, in, in the fact that they've gone up at all. Everything goes up. You make your choice what you want to do with your money, you know, and you're respectful of, you know, maybe you have shortfalls at times, but hopefully things turn around for people. And, and I think the instalment plan as well that's in place is, is something that, you know, gives people that chance, you know, because it, it can be quite a lot in one go, you know, and it's interest-free. You don't get that much interest-free these days, do you? I'm talking of interest. Very interesting game on Tuesday evening, going at Gresty Road. Crew Alexander, who, just let me check my note. Yes, that's correct. They've got the worst home record in League One. We'll be entertaining Wigan Athletic. This morning... I've managed to speak to a friend of the podcast, Stuart Price, who is a Crew Alexander supporter and he runs the Railway Men podcast. So let's have a quick listen to what me and Stuart were talking about. So I'm Stuart, uh, back on your pod from the Railway Men podcast. You played us on the 15th of February. It was a 2-0 defeat. Since then, you've played five games. How's your form been over those five games? One win, I think. We beat Cheltenham away from home. Uh, first away win of the season in the league. And then just a lot of defeats. To be honest with you, Barry, it is hard to remember this season. I don't live in England. I watch it all on TV. And one defeat is just 
moulding into another defeat, followed by another defeat on a Tuesday night, Saturday, Tuesday night. I think I said this to you last time, It's it's been a horrible, horrible season. Those four games that you've lost, three of them have been at Gresty Road. Is home form a bit of a problem for you? Home form, away form, it doesn't matter where we play. The reality is that this team, the, the side that we are putting out, isn't a League One team. Uh, we were last year as our league position of mid-table in League One, but the players that we've lost and who we've replaced them is with our weaker players in the squad last year are now first team regulars. Uh, you know, Callum Ainley couldn't get a game last year. He plays. Uh, we've got youngsters coming through. I, I'm going to plug this for us now, Barry. Uh, we had uh, Dave Artell on our pod this week. Uh, he came on and we had a two hour chat with him that came out on Thursday. And he's talking about player progress. So what he said, we said, you know, this team is, it, it's, in so many words, it's not very good. You know, you can't say that to the manager in those words, but um, that's basically what we said. And he said, well, if you look at the players who are playing, they've all gotten better individually this season. I'm not sure all of our fan base agreed with that, but I can see his point in terms of the players that we've got playing this year didn't play last year or were on the periphery last year. You know, we can, Tommy Lowry is probably the exception to that rule or Luke Offord at the centre-back. Um, but you can see what he's saying. Maybe they'll come good in a year or so. Give them a year in this year and then a league, a year in League Two next year. And they'll turn into Harry Pickering or Perry NG or Charlie Kirk. All these players we had last year who were good players. And, you know, there's five of them that have left that have now found themselves in the championship. So it was always going to be really hard this year. Really, I mean, anyone that thought it wasn't is delusional we lost three and then we lost two as the season had already started Charlie Kirk and Owen Dale Owen Dale won all of the player of the season awards last year at the club but having said that I don't think anyone was quite prepared for just how bad this has been and it 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 really really feels like a slog to get to the end of this season just to watch it I can't imagine what it's like going every week like I say I I just have to turn my telly on but for people yesterday traveling up to Sunderland to watch what we knew was going to be a defeat. And in the end, it wasn't that close. It wasn't that far off. It was 2-0, but they scored in the 84th and 89th minute. Uh, And they played quite well. You know, they were resolute. They were determined. They put some effort in. But those words, that should be the bare minimum. Um, You know, you should have a determined team or a resolute team. What is missing is quality. Like genuinely, there's no quality other than one midfielder. uh, And he will not be a crew player next year. (laughs) <laughs> what am I expecting from the game? A lot of abuse on Twitter when I ask what people's opinions were for the game when I put them together for our pod. Uh, another defeat, I'll be honest with you, you know, you, you can walk in and walk out with three points. It sounds really negative, but what if we won five games, six games all season? Formation-wise, it'll be five, three, two. Uh, that seems to be the formation we're going with now. We did sign some like wing-backs in the January transfer window, and they're both injured. So it's just been one of them seasons, Barry. And it sounds it sounds really, really depressing and despondent. But there's just nothing to say about this season that's been good. There's been nothing to grab hold of and say, right, that's good. There's just nothing. It's one thing after another. And I can't wait for it to finish and for us to stop talking about crew on the pod every week whilst we take a little summer break and sort of recharge our batteries a bit. 3-0 crew. Yeah, it makes no difference what I say. I, I know what the reality is, but at least I can say 3-0 crew. Thank you very much for that, Stuart. I like your prediction right at the end there. So they've been through an hard, hard time this season, aren't they, crew? 
Yeah, they've lost a lot of the players, it, you know, and it, it's difficult. They've got to get the next ones now on off the conveyor belt, haven't they? It's a tough life really being down there, and Artel's done a really good job for them. But you know, you might be wondering now whether a change of direction possibly. But that said, he sounds like he's good at getting young players to improve. So it might be a case they have to drop down again and, and rebuild because they've had an absolute shocking, shocking season. And let's just say we don't see that much of a hint there of optimism really in his uh, in his demeanor I, I think he's the cooked basically out there I think I think we can safely say that they're gone interestingly that change of the manager at the bottom look at Gillingham you know they're right on the edge of getting out of it now under Neil Harris aren't they you know so it can it can do it if you get the right person in I think Stuart's one of Paul's favorite away fan contributors in say with his chirpiness in you know the depths of gloom. I always like a bit of chirpiness when uh, like he says with his prediction, he says, well, I might as well say 3 0, it'll matter, does it? I, d- I do like the fact that they're potentially building again and comments are the same when they had their manager on that players have improved throughout the course of the season for him. You know, and he did say that some supporters not so not so convinced. But you know, they're eight points away from safety. You're either talking miracles or they're building for next year. It's a free hit for him, isn't it? That's the other thing. Yeah, having said that, I think we'll move on to Ref Watch. The referee on Tuesday night will be Mr. Ben Toner from Blackburn. He was promoted to the national list of referees in the summer of 2015. He's refereed the Latics on four occasions previous to Tuesday night, including the EFL quarterfinal tie against Arsenal in January this season. Ben Toner last refereed crew on the opening game of the campaign, a 2-2 draw with Cheltenham at Gresty Road. His card watch for this season is 25 games, 68 yellows, three reds, and four penalty awards. And that's Ben Toner, the referee for Tuesday night against Crew. Speaking of Ben Toner, by the way, I, I, give, I don't usually give a plug to alternative uh, podcasts. Uh, I've been listening to Sporting Crimes and it's about the Knox County scandal. Oh my God. You know, I, I knew bits about that, but that is mind blowing. The frauds that are that Russell King and what he, what he did. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to previous against Crew Alexander. Friends from the past. We've played them on a number of occasions. 36, in fact. We've won half of those. 18, drawn six, lost 12. Won the reverse fixture, if you recall, back in February 2-0. Quite an easy first gear match, really, for us. Didn't really need to get out of first gear. The form, well, let's just say it's not the greatest. They sit at the bottom of the table, 24th, with just 25 points from the 37 games played. Recent form doesn't really give them that much cause for optimism either because there has been just a one win in the last five games with four defeats. And if I remember rightly, going into the previous game that we played them, the form wasn't actually outstanding. 18 home games so far this season. As Barry stated, they've got the worst home record in the league with just 16 points and just four wins, 10 defeats and four draws. 17 scored, 32 against. Currently, as I alluded to earlier, they're on a run of 11 league games with just one win and nine defeats. It's been a nightmare in 2022 for the railway men. Seven points from a possible 42. 14 league games with just two wins and one draw. Nine scored and amazingly 29 conceded. The last game on Saturday was away at Sunderland where they lost 2-0 with both goals coming in the final six minutes uh, of the game. But I do believe it was 
quite a one-sided uh, match. So that's the previous. Back to Barry for the predictions. The two goal scorers in that game on the 15th of February, James McLean and Callum Wang, are both suspended from Tuesday night, but I'm sure other people will step into the shoes and, and sort it out for us. I'm just hoping it's going to be another run-of-the-mill game, which I think it will be. It's just team selection. Perhaps see Edwards coming in for, for Lange. I'm going to go for a, the exact same score. 2-0, we're going to have to Put to the chase. We're right at the top. They're, they're right at the bottom. It won't take much to rock their confidence. Having seen the way we've patiently played all season, I can imagine this being a very professional, very solid, workmanlike game. We don't seem to be too worried about putting teams to the sword so long as we're getting the points. But I think the, the golfing class that the table reflects will show. I'll text Stuart's 3 0 and I'll reverse it as a 3 0 away win. But as we often do, we'll make a couple of changes. I think I can't see us going with the three centre backs uh, against Crew. I think we'll we'll play four at the back. I think Derek will come in for Weir. And as Barry said, I think Edwards will come in for Lange, uh, moving Massey maybe further upfield. You can only really see a Wigan win. You know, our away form, I think we've got more points per game than any other team in the league away from home. Crew have got the worst home record. It does look like a banana skin, but we've had a few of those this season and they haven't turned out to be that slippy. Therefore, I'm going to go for a 4 nil win to Wigan Athletic. That would be our joint biggest win of the season, wouldn't it, 4 nil? Who else did yes. we beat 4 nil away from home? Um, uh, oh, oh, them clowns from over the hill. That was a much better 4 0 win, though, because we were playing the best team in the world at the time. Tuesday night, it's a big night in League One. Not a complete fixture list, but there's enough knocking around. Charlton v Gillingham. Plymouth Argyle play Portsmouth. The Dockers Derby. Rotherham are at home to Lincoln City. Sheffield Wednesday play Accrington Stanley. Shrewsbury Town, Markham. And Wickham v Fleetwood Town. A few games going on on Tuesday evening. Hopefully we can consolidate our position in the table and move three points ahead of MK Dons with two games in hand. I think that Rotherham-Lincoln's an interesting one because Lincoln, I think, have done better away from home. And I, I didn't realise till recently that they'd signed that Marquise who, uh, you know, he scores for fun usually at this level, doesn't he? But didn't seem to really click at Portsmouth, was it, that he was at, I think, for a while. So, yeah, interesting fixtures. Let's see where Rotherham go with that, because if they drop points again, I think they'll be getting sweaty palms. We'll be back on Wednesday with all the reactions to the crew game, looking ahead to the uh, Morecambe game at the weekend, and we'll be having our friend on from Peru, who has come over for the game, and me and Adam are going to take him for a pint on Saturday. Adam doesn't know this yet. Until Wednesday, it's up the ticks. Up the ticks. Ticks.